Well, good morning. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. You know, uh, we've uh, wanted to travel a lot over the uh, last uh, 18 months, and some people have uh, gotten to travel quite a bit. But we have a very special guest that uh, we probably all want to travel to. So without further ado, and now, by way of Georgetown Cayman Islands, he's the founder and sales associate of Remarkable Real Estate at Remax Cayman Islands, He's the 2020 number one ranked real estate agent in the Caribbean and Central America within the REMAX network and number 22 globally. He's a Floridian by birth and received his MBA. He's a father, a husband, and the Cayman King. Here's Mark E. Gauss. Hello, everyone. Hey, David. How are you? Great to be with you. Good morning. Uh, thank you. You know. Uh, you know, you have the nice background of the office, but I was hoping we would get, you know, see the uh, background of the uh, Cayman Islands. <laughs> yeah, you know, I hate to say it, I probably only make it to the beach about once a month. As you oh. know, as a busy real estate agent, that's kind of all we do is work. Yes, no, it's awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about the Cayman Islands, because we don't, you know, a lot of us have gone on cruise boats or, you know, we visited and, and such. And, you know, we know about the rum cakes. But yeah. uh, what, else can, what else can you tell us about the Cayman Islands? Yeah, the, the Cayman Islands is such an incredibly unique place. It's really like a little utopia in the Caribbean. So the population's around 70,000. Um, we have a diversified economy, um, tourism obviously being one of the pillars, but another really strong pillar besides real estate and construction is our financial services. So um, for example, like my wife audits, audits hedge funds. Um, we have tons of expats from all over the world um, providing financial services, you know, corporate services. Um, we're actually the fifth largest uh, financial services um, jurisdiction in the world. So because of that, you know, we have a very wealthy population. Um, we have great infrastructure, um, stable government, very good government, uh, good health care. It's a great place to live. It's a great place to raise a family. Um, and it's really, truly a melting pot. You know, I have friends from South Africa and the UK and uh, Philippines and Canada, people say the U.S. is a melting pot and now go somewhere truly international and, and that's where you get the melting pot. It's a fantastic place. I, I hope you can come uh, for a stayover visit as opposed to, you know, just a short time on the cruise. No, awesome. Yeah, I love that. You know, um, you know, as we all get, you know, back into the traveling and, you know, some of this, um, you know, uh, pandemic, uh, you know, kind of you know, I mean, I don't know if it dissipates, but, you know, we start getting used to maybe our new normal and such. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, Cayman Islands, how um, how the pandemic is there, you know, um, sure. COVID affected it. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's actually, a, it's actually a very interesting topic because we are COVID free, okay? We have not had community transmission in over a year. So, so that's really interesting. So you can say, how do you do that? Um, so essentially, our borders are closed. Um, if you wanted to come over and you said, hey, Mark, you know, I want to come see the Cayman Islands. I want to come over for, you know, a long weekend. Unfortunately, you can't do that right now. So if you're vaccinated um, and you have kind of like a purpose to come over here, maybe you're working or maybe you're visiting family, um, then you'll have a quarantine of about uh, five to 10 days. If you're unvaccinated, that'd be 14 days. So it's great because we do not have the fear of COVID. Um, we walk around, no masks, no restrictions at all. Um, but, you know, our island's not fully open, you know, so we unfortunately haven't been able to welcome tourists back. 
Um, that is going to be changing. Um, we have the the vaccine uh, readily available here, and uh, we have a really great program. Um, honestly, the government's handled it really, really well. And one thing I say to people is, you know, it depends on where you are. You know, the U.S. with 350 million people is extremely different than a small island with 70,000 people. You know, every country has, you know, limited health care services, but you know, currently, right now, we have three hospitals. Thankfully, in about two years, we're going to have an additional two hospitals, so that'll be five. But if COVID spread on a small island like this, it'd really, really be bad. So our government, our government's being extra careful. That's awesome. Now, I mean, Cayman Islands, I imagine, you know, tourism is one of their, uh, you know, main, um, you know, uh, economy drivers, you know, and, you know, you know, how, how has that handled it? You know, because I imagine a lot of the small businesses on the island, you know, may be hurting or, or things of, of that nature. Um, have, have they felt that? Is that, is that something that um, is, has been happening? Sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it definitely has been felt. Um, and, you know, they're, they're of course, um, just like around the world, there are individuals struggling. However, one of the great strengths of the Cayman Islands is our diversified economy. So as I mentioned earlier, we have an extremely robust financial services industry. Um, as you've mentioned in some of your earlier podcasts, um, real estate and construction has actually helped uh, take us out um, or bring us through the pandemic. Um, we have a very strong local uh, business as well. We have a very affluent population, you know, that's still eating out at restaurants, that's you know, still buying cars. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely, um, you know, are feeling the effects of not having any tourists. Um, if you drove around the island, you you would be surprised that there's still no tourists because, you know, the island's still absolutely bustling. There's still, unfortunately, you know, traffic. And um, but yeah, we are feeling it. But we are able to weather the storm, fortunately, much better than a lot of our neighboring islands because we're not solely dependent on tourism. That's awesome. The, so the, the real estate market, right? So from 2020 to, to now um, has, you know, the prices in, well, let, let's go with this. What's the average sale price in uh, the Cayman Islands? And, um, you know, has that gone down? You know, how's the real estate market in the Cayman Islands? Yeah. So the actual average sale price of any property is about a million dollars, which is quite high. Um, but you know, me and you being real estate nerds, we'd probably want to break it down a little bit more than that. So kind of talk about by segment. Um, so one popular segment in the Cayman islands is the two bedroom, two and a half bath townhouse. Okay. So I'll tell you what it is in, in Cayman islands dollars. And then also in us dollars, cause they're fixed to each other, but about a 20% difference. So in Cayman islands dollars, the two bed, two and a half bath townhouse, um, is around let's say 375,000 Cayman Islands dollars. In US dollars, let's say that's around 425, or I'm sorry, 475 um, US dollars. If you want to get you know, a decent home, it's around a million dollars, either you know, US or CI. So um, talking about the market in general, um, it's similar to where you are in Boca Raton, Florida. We're obviously in a strong seller's market, so limited inventory, very strong demand from purchasers. Um, but I would say it's not as kind of radical, um, fortunately, as you know what, what you may be saying, uh, seeing. 
Sometimes, you know, there are multiple offers, but it's not like multiple offers on every single property. We, of course, are seeing, you know, record high, but I would say it's not as dramatic um, as what you're seeing in Boca Raton. Um, if you want, I can kind of lead up so from, say, 2016 to, to where we are now, kind of the last five-year period. So from 2016 to, let's say, um, March 2020, it was somewhat similar to, to what you were seeing, you know, very strong market, you know, continuing to increase, you know, definitely a seller's market. When we hit March of 2020, our country went into full lockdown, okay? Um, there was no lockdown in the United States like we had here in the Cayman Islands. We could not leave the house. You could only go to the grocery store on your name day, which was kind of interesting. So my last name starts with the G, so I could go, let's say, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, so when this happened, you know, we're all at our house. Thank God us real estate agents can still work. And, you know, we're thinking and we're analyzing the market, you know, what's going to happen? Are values going to decrease, you know, five or 10 percent um, is going to is demand, you know, going to fall off. Thankfully, that did not happen. Um, fortunately, I had my best year last year and we were selling real estate, you know, throughout the entire um, lockdown. We had a lockdown of, let's say, probably about two months. And real estate was one of the things that they allowed us to go uh, back on and, and do showings. Um, we introduced a lot of new practices uh, through the pandemic. So we're doing more digital signing um, and, you know, methods like that. But, um, but our market is, you know, stronger than ever. Um, we've continued, you know, to increase, uh, you know, which is great. Um, have you seen, you know, international? I mean, I know you can't actually, uh, you know, go there, um, you know, but have you seen sight unseen, you know, sales, especially with, you know, all the new construction that um, has been going on? Um, you know, I, I see a lot of your projects and things that, you know, you're, uh, you know, looking at. And I mean, it's just uh, amazing there, you know, the, the properties that are, that are coming out, out of the ground in, in Cayman Islands. Talk a little bit about the international clientele, if, um, if it's waned at all. Um, yeah. And, you know, are you seeing a lot more sight unseen contracts? Sure. It's, it's funny you say that because I was actually the next topic I wanted to bring up. So, yes, we definitely are. Um, so, for example, you know, I'm, I'm driving down actually on the way to my house and I hear about a, a beachfront home um, sold for 13 and a half million, you know, sight unseen. And, you know, I was last thinking, I'm thinking, man, you know, houses on this road, I thought they were more in the, you know, six to eight, you know, six to seven million dollars, 13 and a half million. Um, that was sight unseen. Um, and what that is, is you're right, that is international money, you know, coming in. Um, so individuals are seeing, hey, you know, let's come to a COVID free place, you know, let's come to, you know, a very safe place. Um, in the in the complex that I live in, uh, there was a sale that um, was probably about a, a 30% increase um, just in a couple months, sight unseen. It was a, you know, it was a very well um, furnished property. It was an upgraded property. Um, but once again, when that sale hit, I'm like, holy cow, not, we haven't seen numbers like that. Um, so yes, we are seeing an influx um, of foreign investment. And the reason is, is they want to live in a place like this. Um, one of the uh, very smart things our government is doing is something called the Global Citizen Program. So what that's targeted for is really individuals in North America, um, affluent individuals who are able to work remotely and want to relocate here 
for say a period of you know one to three years. Um, so I've helped a number of global citizen families, uh, you know, first find a rental, you know, while they're here, and um, and then some of them are, are purchasing real estate because they're saying, hey, you know, we're done with the masks, we're done with, you know, nonsense, you know, wherever else we're coming from, and um, you know, they're they're extremely excited to be here. That's pretty amazing. You know, um, that seems like a great program, very similar to you know uh, some of the programs that the United States has. But, you know, I think, you know, just thinking about like the Cayman Islands, right? You know, when, when we're all quarantined and, and such, you know, we're looking for, you know, those getaways. And a lot of times now those getaways has become, you know, um, you know, instead of going there for a couple of weeks, you're going there for several months. Um, so the stays are uh, certainly longer. And I imagine uh, that's also a, a kind of propelled uh, a lot of your economy and such. Um, what uh, new construction projects um, have you been looking at um, recently uh, that either that's coming or are things that are exciting? Because, you know, when we, uh, when we repurpose this, uh, this podcast and, and we, um, we put it out to uh, more viewers, you know, there are a lot of them are real estate agents. Um, so those real estate agents uh, certainly can refer you, um, you know, their clients if they're looking um, down in the Caribbean. So uh, tell us a little bit about the new construction Sure. I would say that definitely here, but then also in North America, there is a strong um, construction boom going on right now. Um, so, so obviously more specifically here in Cayman, there are, I'm right across the street from Seven Mile Beach is where my office is located. I, I'm thinking of at least three, um, at least three 10 story uh, new Seven Mile Beach uh, condo developments. So the ones I'm thinking of, Agua, Seacrest, Watermark. Um, there's two more um, that are coming into play, which are redevelopments. So a redevelopment is there's an existing development, uh, probably built in, say, the 80s. Um, so Aqua Bay Beach Club, as well as La Covia, those are going to be redeveloped. They're demolishing the old buildings, and then they're putting up um, new 10-story towers. Um, there are two new hotels under construction as well, also gonna be on the beach. Um, so one of the strategies we're doing with our hotel units here, which I believe they're doing in Fort Lauderdale Beach and probably Boca Raton where you are as well, is they're selling the individual rooms within the hotel. And you own that freehold and the hotel will rent it out, you'll get a portion of the income, and then you get to stay here you know, for you know, two or three weeks uh, whatever the, the time allows there. Um, so those are some of the large projects on the beach. Um, coming off, off of the beach, there's going to be a new 10-story hotel inland, which is quite interesting and quite unique. Um, so that's going to be in downtown Georgetown. Those are some of the larger projects. I forgot to mention uh, Dart, who is our largest investor here. Um, he's building a hotel as well. There's a massive construction boom going on. If you drive up and down uh, the corridor, as we call it, you know, you'll see you'll see cranes like we've never seen it before. And, you know, of course, there are some individuals, you know, who are a little concerned about this. You know, we all should be concerned and, and aware of sustainable development. But I would say right now we are in a construction phase. OK, it's not going to be like this for the next 10 years or, or 20 years. I would say probably for the next three years, it's cyclical. There's going to be a construction phase. And, I, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, you know, periods of, 
you know, four to five years where there's a lot of construction on, and then maybe periods of four to five years um, where there's limited construction. Um, there is another area in the island called Grand Harbor, small concentrated area. There's five developments coming just in that small concentrated area. You go across the street to the ocean. There's two more developments there down the street. I mean, th there's a ton of construction going on. Um, one of the construction types that we're using here, and I'm not sure if you see it too much in Florida, um, is actually ICF, um, insulated concrete forms. And that is actually stronger and more insulated than traditional concrete block. It's essentially um, a styrofoam block, and then they pour poured concrete down the center of it. So it's insulated, um, keeps the energy costs down low, keeps uh, sound from the exterior you know, to a minimum, but the poured concrete is superior in strength to traditional concrete block. Do you see those ICF uh, constructions in uh, South Florida much? No, I mean, that's the first I heard about it. Um, really? I have, a, I have a friend who's a, a developer in New York, and he talks about the, um, the screw-in uh, pilings as opposed to, you know, the, the hammered in uh, pilings, um, you know, to keep some of the sound and, you know, it's a little bit, um, you know, more structured. But, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you know, we're alluding to um, Surfside, you know, and, and when you look at, you know, Surfside and things, and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a horrible, horrible tragedy, you know, um, and, and, and not to minimize the tragedy, but when you're looking at it on a large scale, I mean, that's the only building that I've ever seen that is has done that, you know, and, yeah. and we, we have buildings that are you know, in the 50s and 60s that haven't had concrete restoration done or anything like that. So um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident. So anomaly, that doesn't mean that we can't be better in construction and, and such, but that's uh, that's very cool. You know, I wanted to get it quickly into um, access to financing. You know, sure, because sure. when you go into different areas, you know, the, you know, when you think of a 30 year fix or a 15 year fix, you know, um, what, you know, the interest rates, you know, are they similar to the U.S. or are you looking at, um, you know, more of adjustables and, and less fixed? Yeah, great question. So um, if an individual, say, from the United States comes down to the Cayman Islands and they say, hey, you know, we, we live in Boca Raton, but, you know, we want a vacation place over in the Caribbean in the Cayman Islands. Uh, the banks would view them as an overseas investor, okay? And one of the things I tell my North American customers is that there's essentially five banks here as compared to 5,000 in the United States. So obviously there's a lot less competition. The banks here are also quite conservative and quite cautious. So um, for your bank deposit, since you're an overseas investor and not living in the property, um, you'd need about 20 to 25% as a down payment. So, you know, that's substantial. Um, and then also the interest rates will be probably about one percentage point more, uh, maybe one and a half percentage points more than they traditionally see in the United States. Um, and we really don't do fixed, uh, fixed rates here. So it's pretty much always adjustable. Um, so, yeah, so it is a little bit more expensive. Um, so one of the things I tell uh, my U.S. customers is if you need local financing, that's totally fine. I obviously have all the contacts, but then I let them know of some options that are available um, from the United States. So one of those options, of course, is paying cash. Cash. Um, maybe these individuals own a business or have access to a private loan. 
that's an option. A home equity loan could also be an option. Maybe they own a million dollar home that's all paid off. They want to pull out $500,000 from it. They can do that. And then the last is a pretty interesting option. It's called a self-directed IRA. So an SDIRA. So the government in the United States actually allows you to invest those IRA funds in foreign real estate as compared to say mutual funds. So I've had customers do that um, as well, which is pretty interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, no, thanks. I mean, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people have used those self-directed uh, IRAs and it was, a, it was a huge thing, uh, you know, a few years ago and, you know, it certainly continues to be so. Um, so the Cayman Islands, right? So, you, you know, when I think of the Cayman Islands, I think of, you know, beaches and, and beautiful uh, sunsets and, and all of that, right? Um, and, you know, you have an interesting story um, because I was reading uh, your bio and it said that your wife is a 10th generation Cayman Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, so, what do you, what do you call Cayman Islander? Like, Caymanian. 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 Okay. Caymanian. Cool. Yeah. So actually, I think that's incorrect. I think she might be 11th and our children are actually 12th. Wow. Uh, we, we have a family member who's really into the genealogy. Um, so yeah, so um, I can tell you a little bit about that. Uh, essentially, my wife's kind of cousins with a lot of people on island here. Um, her family has an awesome rich history. Um, her great grandfather was in politics here. Um, yeah, it, it, it's really great. Her, her parents and her grandparents uh, currently live on island. And, you know, it's so nice to, you know, be able to, you know, go over to grandma and grandpa's house. Um, because a lot of our friends, you know, don't have family on island. Um, I'm also blessed that my family is only an hour plane ride away um, in South Florida. So, you know, many of you who don't know exactly, hey, where, the, where is the Cayman Islands? I know it's in the Caribbean somewhere. Um, I didn't really know before I moved here. Um, it's just 420 miles south of Cuba. So it's in the southwest Caribbean. It's basically just under Cuba, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the west. Um, so, yeah. So um, we're cousins with a lot of people, uh, <laughs> which, which is great. And um, we, we have a lot of family here, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and I, and I think it, it definitely helps, you know, me be more, um, more connected, uh, more caring about the island, obviously taking a very long-term approach. Uh, we plan to live here our entire lives. Um, great, um, great work opportunity, fantastic place to raise kids. Um, I mean, you really don't know that until you've actually kind of visited here. You just think, oh, you know, it's a Caribbean island and, you know, I'm sure you all are, you know, drinking rum punch, you know, on the beach. Um, like I said, unfortunately, I go to the beach probably only once a month. I love it. Whenever I go, I'm amazed at its beauty, honestly. Um, I just don't have the time with, with work and kids. Um, yeah. 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 Well, you know, when I think it came out, I think beach beach and rum cake. So, you yeah. Know, yeah. Well, we do have great rum cake. <laughs> yeah, amazing, actually. Yeah. So, you know, when we do the uh, global exchange at R4, um, yeah. it's always, uh, you know, it's always kind of crazy and, you know, that's that's my uh, experience with Cayman Islands. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a good experience. Um, listen, I mean, I, this is a wealth of information. I really appreciate Mark uh, you coming on. Um, I don't know if uh, you watch streaming series, but I always end uh, my uh, my podcast on um, two questions. One is, um, you know, what's your favorite streaming series of all time, and what are you currently watching? Sure, fantastic. So. 
I do enjoy my Netflix. After the kids are down, I have probably about an hour and a half, maybe two hours um, that I get to watch a little Netflix at the end of the day. Um, it's a hard question saying, what's your favorite of all time? Um, I can say one that I've really enjoyed um, is Stranger Things. Um, I love the 1980s. I love Middle America um, Americana. And um, that's a really cool story. One, I've, I've watched two things recently. One recently, um, which kind of reminded me of Stranger Things is actually Fear Street. Um, so parts one, two, and three. Um, this takes place, uh, once again, you know, with some Americana in the 90s. And um, it has a little bit of a, um, a twist like uh, Stranger Things. So I'd recommend watching Fear Street. And then a movie that you've probably seen, which I saw for the first time last night, which was kind of a mind bender, was uh, The Game with uh, Michael Douglas. Uh, that was a great one. Definitely a classic. So I enjoyed that one as well. That's awesome. So listen, we learned a lot about the Cayman Islands. We learned, uh, you know, the average sale price is a million dollars. They have very stable uh, government, um, you know, extremely great for tourism, obviously. Uh, we learned that, uh, you know, uh, interest rates and, and, and such might be a little bit higher for uh, um, foreign nationals um, and that you have uh, adjustable rates versus fixed. So, you know, quite a lot of things that, uh, you know, to take into account. How can we contact you as real estate agents and or uh, consumers that are watching? Uh, because, you know, sometimes we want to explore a little bit further. Maybe we want to um, take a visit down there when uh, everything does open up a little bit. Um, and the last thing is, is, you know, I cannot believe that you, you guys have been COVID free for a year. Uh, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, we as uh, South Floridians, uh, Hope that uh, is coming at some point. <laughs> sure, sure, definitely. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a very big blessing um, to be able to be COVID free. Um, we don't take that lightly. So um, we have a very sophisticated real estate uh, industry here. We have an MLS. Um, our association is called Cereba. Um, and I'd love you to get in contact directly with myself. Um, my email address is my first name, period, last name at remax.ky. So M-A-R-K period, G-A-U-S at remax.ky. Um, love to help you out. Love to just educate you on the market. Um, when our island fully opens up, which I do believe will be quite soon, love to get you down here, view some properties. And, you know, my job really is just to help people fall in love with the island. If I've done that, then I've done my job. No, great, great job. I don't know if you're involved with the MOS, but um, we do a lot of uh, MOUs, uh, Memorandum of Understanding, um, around maybe uh, maybe we'll get in contact and, and discuss uh, uh, associations working together um, globally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do referrals all the time. I'll give a shout out to uh, Sue Pinky Benson um, yes. of Fort Myers um, in the West Coast. I had a, a client who needed to have her, their house sold and, uh, and Sue did it and, you know, did a little uh, referral and everything like that. So obviously love to um, support my Remax fellow agents. Yeah. And, and you know what? And this isn't just Remax. This is, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, all networks, all brands, all independent, all kinds of stuff that, uh, you know, um, you know, listen, I'm sure that uh, not many people have the Cayman guy. So, uh, yeah. you know, and, and I, I just totally agree. I'm just going to call you the Cayman King. So that's, that's um, perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Mark, I really appreciate you coming on this morning. Thank you so much 
uh, the passion for your uh, for the Cayman Islands is, you know, it certainly shines through, and we certainly appreciate you coming through. And uh, we'll speak soon, and hopefully you'll be at uh, R4 uh, next year. David, it was a really fun time. I hope to do it again soon, and I and I look forward to seeing you at R4 this year. Uh, and hopefully I'll be in the Cayman Islands when you guys open up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks Bye. again. Have a great day.